Good morning, everybody. Tanner Pfeiffer here with Pfeiffer Football. Tanner Pfeiffer, NFL on Twitter. Welcome to the NFL Rumors podcast, joined here by NFL Rumors and special guest Brayden, who's the owner of the NFL Rookie Watch, popular Instagram and Twitter page, covering all the latest rookies and NFL draft prospects. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, before we do anything, we wanted to get some thoughts real quick on uh, the Thursday night football game, you know, uh, Patriots and the Bills. Tell me your thoughts on that, guys. Uh, whoever wants to go first, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll jump in there and then let Braden go. Uh, yeah, we're so excited to have Braden. We lo- I love his page. He's one of the biggest upcoming pages that I am really – love with the the rookies and all the great stats that he provides from the rookies i mean it was it's great we've been able to actually source them in a couple of our tweets uh for just you know a great job that he does we the the page is growing and we're just uh excited to have uh one of the things last Mm -hmm. night is uh when you're looking at the giants and uh or, or not, I don't know why I was thinking. I'll tell you why I was thinking the Giants was Joe Judge. That's why I was thinking the Giants. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about that before I pressed record, so that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the things that, um, uh, you know, when you think about the Patriots and last night and the Bills, uh, you know, their play calling was abysmal, right, with Matt Patricia. Uh, and, you know, very bad that it was caught on on audio from uh, their quarterback Mac Jones saying that he wanted him to quit running the ball. Explicitive, I won't mention that, but <laughs> yeah, he he wanted to quit running the ball and yeah. he wanted them to pass the ball down the field. Then after the game, not only was Mac Jones unhappy. But Kendrick Bourne, somebody that has not got hardly any targets, last year under Josh McDaniels, everybody thought he was going to be a number one, a solid number one in the NFL. He was even drafted in a lot of fantasy drafts high. And, uh, you know, I don't really think this is Kendrick Bourne's fault. I watched him in for the San Francisco 49ers, and he was great. You know, when yeah. he, played, he played really well. And – uh one of those things is uh, he said uh, after the game, he really called out the play calling from uh, the Patriots, right? And, you know, I know Tanner Ewes mentioned to me that he had mentioned that, you know, uh, they seemed like they were a step ahead, the Bills knowing the game plan, what they were doing. And also, you know, he, he, he just shoots down the play calling after the game. You know, uh, this will be interesting to see how Bill Belichick reacts to that because he he's not a person that really is big into that stuff, right? So uh, he's not a media guy, and it's uh, it's clear. I mean, Bill Belichick. I don't know how he's going to respond, but he's obviously not a media guy. He's not going to give anything away when it comes to you know any changes coming. Um, whether that's a change in quarterback play, like putting in Zappy or, you know, not having Matt Patricia call plays because he's really a defensive coach. But that's just – that's my opinions. You know, they need to move on from Matt Patricia and have a different role for him, and someone needs to change play calling there. Um, Braden, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think Matt Patricia needs to go. Um, I think we start kind of seeing Mac Jones kind of hit a wall here. He's not really been able to produce the same way he used to, and I think he's had a, a stat uh, drop off in every single major category. So oh, I, I, I don't so, know if yeah. it's time to move to Zappy um, right now, but uh, I think Mac Jones has about one or two years left to prove himself, and then they'll be moving on from him. Yeah, and I, like sadly, I think that's the truth. I mean, he had a great rookie season, and McDaniel's was there, and you know, obviously now it's Matt Patricia who like we've covered before his defensive coach. I don't know why he's calling plays in the first place for the offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't waste too much time on quarterbacks nowadays. You either get a, a good gut feeling or you don't. And yeah. uh, if they change from Matt Patricia to someone else and Mac Jones still can't produce, yeah, they'll be changing in about a year or two, Max. Um, NFL Rumors, I, I sent you that YouTube link. Go ahead and share that too as well. Okay. Um, 
uh, one of the things I also want to add with that is mm -hmm. Joe Judge. You got to think about this, and that's why I guess I was mentioned thinking about the Giants. And I know all these Giant followers will uh, possibly agree with me, right? With that is one of those things is Joe Judge did not help Daniel Jones very much at all. You know, you mean so, Mac Jones? Yeah. Uh, no, Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel Jones and, yeah, for the and Giants. New York. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like he did not help him at all. So, uh, that, so yeah, it's like, how do you think he's going to help Mac Jones? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm yeah, I get that. Yeah. When you're, when you're looking at that, and Daniel Jones has done so much better, you know, this year without, Joe Judge, uh, so I mean, you know, you got Joe Judge and you got Matt Patricia. Even though they're Bill Belichick guys, he's brought them both back after doing both were head coaches that didn't do well, mm -hmm. you know. And now they're both, you know, not doing so hot in their role with the Pats right now. Oh, I know, absolutely. Usually, Bill Belichick coaches do well; like they succeed. Uh, it's just a great system, honestly. Uh, but usually when they branch off on, on their own, things don't happen so hot. But, yeah, the Patriots are struggling right now. Um, Braden, why don't you tell us a little bit real quick about what you do and what your page is all about since we have you as a guest today. Yeah, so the NFL Rookie Box is basically just a page where I'm, I'm going to cover all the rookies in that current year and then and keep you up to date on the uh, draft process for the next year and kind of watch over those, uh, you know, junior, red, redshirt, sophomore, and upcoming mm -hmm. prospects so that, you know, followers, people can learn more about the uh, people we're dealing with in the draft. And what, what brought you to, like, why covering rookies and, and draft prospects instead of, you know, like, what's why did you start focusing on them? What was your interest there? Yeah, I've always loved the NFL draft and uh, college football, just seeing players go from college and making the jump to the NFL. But mm -hmm. honestly, I thought if I wanted to make uh, my mark in the NFL world, I had to start a unique um, kind of page. So I thought this was something that no one's really ever done before. So I thought it was a good opportunity for me. Yeah, I mean, I've it was a good idea and it's worked because uh, I've seen your page grow um, drastically. Uh, I think we've chatted on Instagram before when yeah. you were – uh, kind of like starting and growing a little bit and then you you're on a pace to you might even have more followers than me now but like you're definitely trending in the right direction you're uh just growing so fast one of the fastest growing pages i've seen so yeah, people you. are really loving that niche for sure um is there any rookies that have stood out to you in recent weeks or someone that you rooted for all season long is there anything Ooh, specific that you like to talk about um i mean i gotta go with sauce gardner I think going into yeah. the draft, I thought I had high expectations for him. I thought he'd be an elite cornerback, but I didn't know he would be this elite uh, right off the bat. You know, he's he's only allowed seven yards, I believe, in man coverage all season, and that's that's crazy as a rookie to be able to do that. So um, wow. I'd say sauce. And then after that, um, I'd say I've been pretty impressed with George Pickens. I think him and Kenny Pickett have some, some ways to go, but once they develop that chemistry, it could be definitely a dangerous duo down there, and they could, they could yeah. uh, do some damage. You know, something I was really kind of PO'd about, which is, it's fine now because, uh, I mean, we're getting to see Christian Watson play, but I really wanted the Packers to draft uh, uh, Pickens. I was a big fan of him in the draft, yeah. and I knew whoever got him was going to be pretty successful. And so far, you know, I'm happy to see him succeed so far, and I really like Kenny Pickett as well. Um, yeah, going back to the Patriots thing, though, that that's one of the things that surprised me most was picking Cole Strange in the first round. I think he was... I think he's a good player still, but but when Mac Jones needs weapons in order to succeed, and you, and you take, you know, a guard like that, I think you're not really setting him up for success when George Pickens is sitting right there. Yeah, I mean, so Strange was their first round pick, right? And he's played well, but it's kind of like I don't want to say it's kind of a Packers move because you know they never draft someone in the first round to help their offense, yeah. as far as wide receivers and weapons go. Um, but like, yeah, that's just kind of a move that I wouldn't expect Belichick to make. I would have expected them to grab a weapon, but the Patriots do kind of have some depth there at wide receiver. Um, maybe not like they had last year. I think they had some depth last year, but yeah, they have not... depth, but they don't, they don't have that, uh, you know, constant, consistent playmaker. They kind of have a bunch of, you know, 
talent, but not a, a real standout guy. Which, to me, is kind of expected with a Patriots offense. I stay away from the Patriots offense and any Tom Brady offense when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah. I stay away because they just spread the ball around. They've always been that way. Um, yeah, Cole Strangel has played well. Played really good football. Um, now tell us, do you play any fantasy, or are you mainly just focused on your page and everything and all the rookies? Yeah, I do play fantasy with some of my friends, but uh, besides that, I'm not too focused in it. Mostly focusing on the page. Gotcha. And what's the one thing you've enjoyed the most so far about running your page? Is it meeting people or meeting players, or is it just like, what, what's been one thing you've enjoyed? Yeah, I'd probably say the opportunities. Um, I'm going to be heading out to the Senior Bowl this February. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I got contacted by... By who? Probably the, the biggest thing is the connections I've been able to make through it and the new okay. people I've been able to meet. That's great. Yeah, sorry, you cut out a little bit there. It's probably the connection. You said you got contacted by who with the Senior Bowl? Uh, the Director of Marketing. Dude. Down, uh, down at the Senior Bowl. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. I saw... Um, so I'm I'm close and local to the area of Fayetteville, Arkansas. So and I work all the Arkansas home games. Um, so I, I've talked a few of the, you know the Razorbacks, and I saw that I think it's Wagner, uh, Dalton Wagner, is going to the Senior Bowl, maybe. But uh, I'm hopefully he'll succeed. I want him to uh, take that nice step into the next level. Um, yeah, I like well, I like covering the Razorbacks as far as like their transition into the NFL. So I got to speak with Traylon Burks a little bit before he was drafted and um, got a couple scoops on him in the draft process. So that was really fun. And I've enjoyed like kind of cover. I've never been into that before, like covering from college to NFL. Yeah. But now that I've done it a little bit with some of the Razorbacks and local players that I enjoy watching, I can see why you built a page around it. Yeah. Um, NFL rumors. What did you want to talk about next? Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I, I I will 100% agree with Braden that uh, Sauce Gardner is one of my favorites. Right? I love I love putting stuff out about him. I love watching him. Uh, also, uh, you know, when when you're thinking about that, I like the Seahawks rookie corner as well, Tariq Woolen, and uh, he has played pretty good. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's actually uh, hooked up with the page with us, so uh was really cool. Um, really nice guy. And uh, I think uh, those two guys will, you know, definitely be uh, really, really good going down in the future. Um, Braden, who, who is the, for you, who is, catches your eye as the offensive candidate as the best draft pick? offensively in the NFL right now? Ooh, best offensive. I'd have to go with Chris Olave as of right now. I think he hasn't even touched you know, his potential. And he's, he's working with, no offense to Andy Dalton, but the fact that he's, I believe, 11th in the NFL in receiving with Andy Dalton as his quarterback in that offense is uh, Bro, pretty crazy. Totally agree. Yeah, Olave has been a stud. I think he, mm -hmm. and he started off the season, I think, a little like hot, didn't he? And then... Yeah kind of slowed down. I mean, yeah, like you said, no shot to Andy Dalton or anything, but it's just not a pass-happy quarterback. He always threw for hundreds of yards. You know, I really think they should give uh, Jameis a shot at starting again um, because he would always consistently pass for, you know, 300-plus yards a game. He might throw three touchdowns and three picks, but, yeah. you know, his receivers can produce that way. And um, I think Olave, like you said, hasn't even touched that the ceiling, you know, his potential. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I really like Olave as well. And uh, the other one I think that could be a lot better is that now with Mike White is Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Well, yeah, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's true. He's playing really good. <laughs> yeah, he had his best receiving game last uh, week. And uh, I meant Zach Wilson to me is not the guy. You know, I mean, like he, I know he was a high pick, but he either needs to sit a while and learn. Yeah. Or, you know, or he might get moved on from, right? Eventually. Uh, because Mike White has came in and got a couple 300 yard games and he, he wasn't even drafted. 
Oh, I know. Yeah, Mike White is actually playing better than Zach Wilson. I'm not thinking Zach Wilson is the answer at quarterback for the Jets, and they're off to that. I mean, they've lost a few of their last. I don't know. They've probably lost what like two of their last three games at least. But like, they were off to a start this year where you can't really waste it. You can't let this opportunity slip through your fingers. So I think they need to make a change and they need to roll with it. And uh, if they want a chance at the playoffs, I think Garrett Wilson, and I think they need to involve Elijah Moore because I thought he was one of the best rookies last year. So, um, yeah, last who question else is, for uh, Braden. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one last question I had for Braden, uh, and then you can jump in there too, Tanner, is uh, what? who is the rookie we need to watch out for as of now? That as they head into the combine, who is the guy that in, that you're excited about for the draft? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess all the eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks. So obviously, you know, C.J. Stroud and and uh, you know Bryce Young are going to get the big talk. But an underrated prospect that I think mm-hmm. you know people should should keep their eyes on is uh, Josh Downs out of North Carolina. I think he has he has huge potential in the NFL, and, and he really reminds me of like a Tyler Lockett type player. I think he could make a big splash. Okay, gotcha. What What's your thoughts on the Kentucky quarterback? Well, I, I think Will's very raw. I think he wasn't given the best situation in in Kentucky this year, and I think you saw that. His stats definitely dropped off. And uh, his, his protection, he was not given much time to throw the ball at all. But I do think that this did this season did, uh, you know, lower his draft stock, but I still think he's a first-round pick. And I think he's a guy that you could step in right away, but I don't think you should expect anything out of him for at least two to three years. Okay, awesome. That's really good. Tanner, you got anything to add? Well, I was actually just thinking, like, other than, like, as far as college football goes, I'm going to be honest, I only really, truly pay attention to the Razorbacks. Like, I know some of the big names around college football. Um, But I was wanting to know your thoughts on any draft prospects with Arkansas or their quarterback situation. I know Malik Hornsby just transferred out. Um, And I think KJ Jefferson has one more year of eligibility. He's likely to stay in my opinion yeah. do you have any thoughts on on their quarterback situation you know jefferson should stay i don't think this is a draft where he really wants to enter i think he has a better chance of going higher in, in next year's draft for sure yeah. um, but but one arkansas prospect is jalen catalan the safety i think he's uh oh my gosh he's dude. definitely a guy that could that could do great in the nfl i think so too if he can just stay healthy yeah uh he is god he is phenomenal um we lost a lot of our, our secondary players from last season to this season, and then we just had more transfer out. Like Miles Slusher just transferred out. He was a great starter as well. We had, uh, was it Fuchsia or Fouché? He went to LSU this season, and he was a starter as well. He was amazing. But, yeah, Jalen Catalan, dude, is just a stud. But he's just got to stay healthy. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's definitely going to be a late-round pick that surprises people once he gets in the game. And one one – Late round pick that I liked, you know, several years ago was Cam Curl. I knew he was going to ball out, and uh, I really like him with Washington. It's a good system for him. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. Um, yeah. You want to transition? We might transition now into the biggest news story, and that is Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna keep milking it. It's gonna keep trending as well. So we may as well talk about it. Um. I think yesterday, or was it, so today's Friday. Did he have a visit yesterday, or was his visit today with the Bills? Yesterday was the Giants, I think. Right, so yesterday okay. he visited with the Giants, of what we have, and he he visited there, and he's telling every team that is involved in him he wants a multi-year deal, and he is looking for a place to be his last place to retire from, too. You right? <laughs> So, you know, yeah. I know that's a that's a big reach, right? But uh big kudos to Gary Myers that was on here. Remember he he told us something like that. He was looking for a place to lay his roots down, right? And, yeah, he was. Yeah. So I think the Giants, I mean, that is a the most perfect story. Uh that's the most perfect story that you'll have. Mm-hmm. Is that the the Giants people get excited about. You got the Cowboys, you got the Bills. They're always a sleeper, guys, in these in these things. They always yeah, and, are. And I think, lurking. yeah, I mean, OBJ, like, 
especially after watching the Bills last night, he's going to go in there like thinking, okay, they they what they're nine and three. Um, and Frank Cufone here just asked, so where is OBJ going to land? My guess is a team like the Bills because uh, they have to me the brightest future as of now with Josh Allen and just the way they've been coaching and and uh, Leslie Frazier and I just think that they're going to do well. Um, and Sean McDermott, you know, just they just have a great system right now. And I think a team with the best future and solid as as far as keeping their coaches and everything would be the Bills. That's my opinion. And Von Miller, I think, has a lot of persuasion there as well. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention that. Von Miller said, uh, you know, from day one, from the jump, right, he said yeah. that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to sign with the Buffalo Bills. Right, that's been his thing. The Cowboys players have recruited him, recruited him, and recruited him. Right, Saquon mm. Barkley came out and says, I don't need to recruit him on Twitter, I have his personal phone number if I need to call him. <laughs> that's right, true. yeah. So, you know, uh, so you know, of course, Saquon's talking to him, he got to meet with him, he got the red carpet. We heard yesterday in New York, they laid the red carpet out, of course, they would. They don't have a receiver, right? And Odell right. Beckham Jr.'s like their kid in essence, right? Because they drafted him, right? They they got a relationship with him. The only reason that Odell Beckham Jr. is not with the Giants right now is Dave Gettleman. He okay. said, Dave Gettleman said that the locker, you know, that he won a positive locker room. He went and got rid of Landon Collins and Odell Beckham Jr., who now Landon Collins is back with the team with the new general manager, right? Yeah. And now they were wanting Odell Beckham Jr. back, right? So I just don't see it happening. He's not they're as far as like a good record team goes, the Giants are fraudulent. And I don't it's not a, a bash against uh, uh whoever's there right now. Is it Kafka is the offensive coordinator and um Brian DeBall. De, yeah, Brian DeBall. Uh, I just think, like, he's doing a great job, but it's just, to me, he's making Daniel Jones look better than he is, and I just don't think the Giants are that great of a team. Uh, I don't see OBJ just like, I just don't see it happening. Well, when you look at the quarterback situation, and I know that we might get a little hate for this, but when you look at the three quarterbacks, like Josh Allen is the best of the three. Right. Oh, for yeah. sure. If you're yeah. picking between Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen, who are you going to choose to throw you the ball? Yeah, exactly. If that's the choice, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to pick the Bills. Right. And, and and to me, there's no doubt about it. Right. If that's the choice, he's doing he's doing his visit with the Bills today, Tanner. Right. Mm-hmm. And Von Miller said on his he podcast, leaving. I don't want him to leave the building without no. being a Buffalo Bill. Right. Buffalo Bills have a unique fan base. They have a unique way with their fans. Uh, Josh Allen even talked about it yesterday. He said that one of the things is one of the things he loves about it is how they care about their players. Yeah. Right. And Odell Beckham Jr. is looking for a place to lay down with his family. Right. In New York, think about it. Like when you're thinking about the New York Giants, like, he he could actually return to New York in a sense if he comes to Buffalo. You know what I mean? Because Yeah, I mean he'll still be close. So Yeah. Yeah, right. So, you know, when you're when you're looking at that, I mean it could be a possibility. Everybody says that the Cowboys is definitely somebody that is to watch. Do you know that's what we've heard? Yeah. Is, uh, the Cowboys is a team that to really watch about this. Um, one of the things you got to, I want to talk about just really quick, and I'm going to let Braden jump in on this too, is when you look at teams, the Giants have went and got no one, no wide receiver. I mean, they've not went and they even tried to get a wide receiver, right? Sure. Up, yeah, not at all. Uh, and the other one, if you think about it, guys, is the Bills just signed John Brown, right? He wasn't, you know, uh, they didn't really target him too much last night. And on the other one, the Cowboys are actually getting back James Washington. Yeah, I saw that. They opened yeah. the practice window for him. Yep. So, Braden, what's your thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, I think uh, Odell, I think, um, you know, I'd like to see him go to the Giants and I'd like to see him go to the Bills. The Cowboys, I think, I think the market is there and I think the money can be there, but I don't think he's yeah. going to be able to get the receptions and the attention that he deserves. 
down there because they, they've proven that they haven't been able to consistently get C.D. Lamb the ball. And, and what makes you think that they're going to get their second wide receiver b- the ball as, as much as he wants it? So I think the best fit for him, if he wants to go and win some more Super Bowls, uh, is to go down to Buffalo. I think that's a great place to settle a family. You know, I grew up in Buffalo my whole life. I think, oh, wow. uh, I think, I think Buffalo is the best fit for him. And, and if he wants to keep having success, and, and, and Buffalo is the most you know, secure team to have a, a great future. So I think that's where he should go. That's, yeah, that's what I think, too, because if you go to Dallas, Mike McCarthy's future is in the air every single season just because he's Mike McCarthy, you know, his past, and then there's just always questions with him. I, I think Buffalo has the most stable foundation right now for uh, for OBJ. You got Stephon Diggs to get some of the attention. You just you, – come on. I mean, to me, it's an easy choice. And one yeah. of those things, you know, when you add about Buffalo is uh, Bob Miller – had visited with Dallas in free agency, right? He talking with the, he talked to the Rams again. He he talked with Dallas yeah. a lot. He is actually from he played at Texas, right? So yeah. I mean that the Cowboys will be like a really good fit for him because he played at Texas. Dallas Cowboys putting a star in your helmet, but he didn't choose Dallas. He went and chose the Buffalo Bills. Right when he met with them, he went and met with the Bills and shocked a lot of people. As soon as he met with the Bills, he never left. Well, probably because they offered him a six-year deal, to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, well, that's part of it. But you know, <laughs> but think about it. Like you know, he he is really big on community. He's really big on getting to a place that you know can win, and uh, he he's been very instrumental already in that locker room we know he's out right now you know placed uh, on ir definitely you know we report that kind of early on the ir situation and uh but you know we we've seen it coming there you know with his injury and talking to some people but one of those things when you think about it is you know even though the money i understand he still chose the bills right over those teams and if i had a choice right now to answer that question, I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. That's what I say. I think I agree. I think we all on the same page there. Bills just make the most sense. Yeah. Um, we had a question for NFL Rookie Watch. Braden here. Uh, does Hendon Hooker go in the first round despite tearing his ACL? Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. I see second round for sure for him. I think you're looking like at a Jalen Hurts type situation for him. I, I think tearing his I think. Uh, before he tore his ACL, I think he could go in the range between, you know, 20 and 30. But I think after a significant injury like that and his age, I think you have to push him to the second round. Yeah, I didn't realize that he's a 25-year-old rookie, or he will be. Yeah, he is like, 25. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't know he'd even been in college that long. Like, what? what's his history there? Do you know? Yeah, he was at Virginia Tech, I believe, for, for four years. And then this is his fifth year here with, with Tennessee. Okay, so is this his, is this his first season with Tennessee? I believe so. Okay, yeah, because like like I said, I only really pay attention to the Razorbacks, and during all of our home games, I'm working the whole time, so I don't even get to watch games. Uh, but that's I mean that's good to know. Um, but yeah, like you just don't uh, you just twenty five year old rookie as a quarterback. That's kind of that's a lot, man. Frank says he believes it's his sixth year. So he's a sixth-year overall player. Second year with Tennessee, he says. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Good to know. Thank you, Frank. Um, real quick, I want to ask you about some rookies. Like, any surprises to some rookies not getting play time? Um, and one rookie coming into the season that I really loved and thought, like, I can't believe this guy wasn't drafted was Grant Morgan. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know too much about Grant, to be completely honest. Um, I haven't followed him too much. I saw him in the draft, but I don't know much about what he's doing right now. Obviously, he's not been on the field too much. But uh, yeah. the, the one rookie that's up to me that's not getting playing time would be N'Kobe Dean um, mm-hmm. with the Eagles draft. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, I think he is a great linebacker, and I think right now they do have a good scheme going, and I think maybe putting him in would, would kind of deter that chemistry. 
but but I think you know he's he's a leader, and I think in the preseason, I, I know it is preseason, but he showed that he can make those plays and be definitely an impact player. So I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more snaps on the defensive side of the ball. And, and going into this year's draft, who did you really think was going to be the first overall pick? Because I don't think I've heard of Trayvon Walker's name this season, as far yeah. as the highlights go. And yeah, I, I thought I thought the first overall should have been Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I wasn't surprised that they went with Walker. I think he's more of a project, and and yeah, and I see everyone talking about it how he's the least talked about rookie and and maybe NFL history or if, or at least first round pick, uh, first overall pick. So yeah, I think. He, he is getting his pressures, and he's up there among the rookies with pressures, but he's not been able to finish, and uh, he hasn't been able to make the impact that I think a first overall pick should have made by now. You think uh, as far as difference maker for a team as a rookie goes, offensively, who's the biggest difference maker for a team, like an MVP rookie in their situation offensively? Well, I think you have to give give Kenny Pickett a few years, and, and he changes the, the culture down in Pittsburgh. I, I think, um, you know, him and George Pickens can become a great duo. I think in terms of MVP, I always think quarterback, so I got to go with Pickett. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I think I think Damian Pierce and I think Brees Hall also mean a ton to their to their franchises and can definitely change the offense there. Yeah, I mean, really, really good choices there. Um, what about uh, defensively? Yeah, I think Sauce Gardner changed the, the Jets secondary. The Jets secondary was was uh, not too good since Revis left. They haven't been able to pull in any great great talent there. And I think Sauce Gardner, I don't like to call him the new Revis, but I think he is <laughs> going to have that type of impact. And I, I think Sauce is going to have that impact. And then, and then I think uh, Tariq Woolen with the Seahawks again. They're both leading the NFC and AFC in, in Pro Bowl votes as rookies. I think they're, they're definitely crazy. changing the culture. And and the Seahawks secondary, Pete Carroll is a great head coach with his secondary. I think he can turn Tariq Woolen into you know an all-time Seahawks player. I think he truly can as well. I mean, you look at the history of the just the defensive backs there have just turned elite under Pete Carroll and the twelfth man, and you know that you had the Legion of Boom and all those great defensive backs and corners. You know Sherman. Just we can go on forever with that, but um, yeah, I, I mean you can't really argue with your points there man as those are the some of the best rookies um Brayden I know you said you had to you had to bounce early um and we don't want to hold you up is there anything you want to add tell us where we can uh find you on all social media and everything yeah it'll be NFL rookie watch on Twitter and then NFL rookie watch on Instagram um eventually I'm gonna be starting up a podcast getting some new uh prospects on there so tune into those when those come out and then, uh, yeah, just follow up for the Senior Bowl. I'll be I'll be down there getting some some videos and keeping people up to date on those prospects down uh, in Mobile. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I will have to say that the NFL Rookie Watch is one of my favorite accounts. Thank to, you. It, it, and you guys need to go follow them, right? You definitely do. And you know, I, I definitely uh, you know look at all the game stats with them, and I, I definitely try to source him as much as I can because you know he really has a lot of great information and we're glad to have you and we we definitely like to have you back Braden like when it gets closer to the draft so you yeah can I'd love fill to. Us in. yeah I'd love to come back I want you guys want me I uh I'll see what time I got I'll come on yeah great that sounds great, great man we really appreciate you um and just oh yeah especially towards the draft man if there's anything you want to talk about we would love to have you back and uh yeah, just thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Absolutely, have a man. good one, Braden. We'll catch yeah, up. Uh, we'll catch up on a uh, messaging there before too long. Yeah, sounds good. All right, thanks, guys. See you. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All right, so it is just me and Brandon with NFL Rumors. Oops. Yeah, definitely, Tanner. I don't know if you uh, wanted to go by that, but yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, so. What we're go. going? Oh, awesome! Awesome! <laughs> Got to get yeah. our uh, overlay fixed and everything. Hey, that's our magician right here, the our technical magician, one of the best. And uh, they, I was going to say, uh, if you want, we could go and talk a little fantasy. Yep. Yep. And uh, the fantasy part of things is got some interesting matchups this week. Uh, my mm-hmm. favorite two games coming up actually are the 49ers and Dolphins and the Bengals and Chiefs. Those are my favorite. Jamar going to be Chase, some good, good games, man. Yeah, Jamar Chase is coming back. 
we we kind of dropped a little quick hitter on that one on Twitter. He's coming back and uh, look, you know, make sure you have him in your fantasy lineup for sure. And uh, he, he he actually added a little uh, smoke to the fire this week uh, when he was talking about Justin Reed. Uh, and he was like, you know, he, he must not watch film. He must not know his coverages and things of that nature. Jamar said that? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Uh, oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it's going to add a little fuel to the fire on Sunday. You know, uh, so uh, Jamar Chase is uh, somebody I definitely got on my fantasy team. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody you should have on your fantasy team for sure. Uh, Joe Barrow, uh, you know, I would think he should have a really good game against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, of course, he's going to have a good game against the starters, Bengals both starters. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have definitely a big game against the Bengals secondary. Uh, he'll target probably uh, Apple, you know, and oh, you know, uh, more than likely, you know what I mean. You got G you got Juju, who uh, he's really done well. He's a free agent. I think he's really done well. Uh, Frank says, thanks for the interactions. Take care, guys. Well, Frankie, thank you so much for uh, stopping by, man. Hope to catch you on every single podcast. We're live every Friday morning. So yeah, thank you, Frank. Your we appreciate there. the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, and sorry if we missed some questions, guys. Uh, like up here, Curtis. Looks like he said Kenneth Walker was a prime rookie. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker is a game changer for sure. Definitely. Kenneth Walker is one in my book. And let's talk about him in fantasy. He's one of the biggest guys to have on your fantasy. Start him. Right now. Start him. You, yep. you got to start Kenneth Walker. He's been at least the flex. He's been a game changer. So talk to me while you think about Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill fantasy-wise against the Niners. Against the Niners? Um, I guess you could consider not playing Waddle just because he doesn't have as much experience as Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill is known as, you know, like the, the field stretcher. He's the fastest one. I mean, you got to start Tyreek Hill, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to start Tyreek Hill. Now, how Tua Tagovailoa plays, now that's up in the air. I don't know. To me, that's up in the air every week, even though he is having a way better season than he did, you know, years prior. But he's still, I don't know, against his Niners defense, who haven't allowed a second-half point. Guys, okay, listen. The San Francisco 49ers defense has not allowed points in the second half of their football games in the last four games. That is crazy. They are playing elite football right now. Mm -hmm. This 49ers defense is nothing to mess around with. Uh, like I said, and NFL rumors are saying, why do you think, like, should you be playing Jalen Waddle? Should you be playing and starting Tyree Kill? I think you should always start Tyree Kill. Uh, he's just a, mm -hmm. a matchup nightmare. Jalen yeah. Waddle, I don't know. Yeah, one of the things, uh, I'll give a shout out to Doug Key from PFF. Uh, he said that uh, one of the big things that a lot of people is telling him, the executives, is he thinks the 49ers has the most talented team in the NFL, right? And, you know, uh, I'm not sure. You know, we're not sure there are a lot of talented teams. I think what they were meaning from top to bottom, like yeah. when you look at, like, position-wise, yes, you know, you got McCaffrey, you got Kittle, you got Debo, you got uh, Fred Warner. Uh, you got Nick Bosa. Yep. Yeah, I mean, when you start looking at that, I mean, you know, that's true. There's got a lot of a lot of tough positions, but they're still up in the air to be the best. You know what I mean? The best is a, a definitely a, a, a big word there. But I will tell you that, um, I mean, I think they're one of the best, you know. For they sure. are. It's just they need help offensively, bro. To me, they're, they're just – you always get injured running backs with the San Francisco 49ers. You you trade so much for another injury-prone RB and McCaffrey, who's planning to play this week, and he says he is. But it's just like they still need help offensively. I don't think – and you got Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. It's like having Daniel Jones, in my opinion. You're just having like a mediocre guy. They could – their ceiling is so much higher offensively, I think – I do believe Shanahan gets too much credit for that. Uh, Jimmy, hot take. I, I, I'll take Jimmy over Daniel Jones any day of the week. Uh, I would. But, okay, yeah, I would too. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah. To me, that's his. That's the type of player he is. I don't. A game managing kind of guy. Does that make sense? 
But I will say something about Daniel Jones, though, right? Like, I don't when, – when saying that, the one thing I want to add, Daniel Jones don't have the weapons Jimmy G's got either. Daniel Jones' receivers are minute pretty much. Yeah, Kenny they Galladay, are. he brought, backed up the Brinks truck and drove off, right? Dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good one, bro. Yeah, yeah he did. I mean, he just – and I don't think it's it's his choice. Like, I bet he wants to play football. I mean, it sounds like he is. He's like, dude, just pass me the ball, you know, or put me in the game, coach. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he just got it way overpaid. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree, too. I mean, I, I don't – I look for him to move on from him some way, somehow. Uh, the Giants definitely need some receivers. I mean, honestly, I know we talked about OBJ, the Bills being our favorite destination for him right now. But, yeah. like, if I'm the Giants, I'm doing anything that I can. Like, hey, you want a three-year deal? You want a four-year deal? Let's make it happen, right? Let's, let me work some salary out and work it out because they need a wide receiver. If they're going to if they're going to be – they're in the playoffs right now, mm-hmm. Right. If they're going to do anything in the playoffs, they have to have a wide receiver, right? They have I'm telling to have you. One. I think OBJ just visited them to to appease them, maybe. to to humor, yeah, to humor them and and the country, really. I I and, and just to see his old friends and everything. I just don't think he's gonna sign. I mean, why would he sign with New York again, bro? It's they're not going anywhere, in my opinion. They're just not. They're not that competitive. Yeah, Saquon Barkley uh, definitely uh, – right now what people can do is play an eight-man box. Yeah. And be like, hey, beat us. Throw the ball and beat us. Right? I mean, that's what they do, right? That's what they're going to do. They're going – that's – when you have a different running game, like when you talk about the Niners and Jimmy G, mm-hmm. like they're going to say, hey, Jimmy G, beat us because we're going to play Christian McCaffrey. We're going to put an eight-man box for Christian McCaffrey and, and and go against him. That's what Miami's game plan will be, right? They'll, they'll play that. But now, one of the things about that game, Mike McDaniel knows Jimmy G well, right? He knows his tendencies. So he's yeah. going to have them coached up, ready to go. And also, uh, Kyle Shanahan knows all Mike McDaniel's tendencies, right? So yes. they're going to have to do different things, like, Watch a lot of motion in the backfield. Watch them maybe get Tyreek Hill the ball in some jet sweeps and stuff like that because I think that's what's really going to – they got to play – they got to do things different because they're a mirror of each other playing. So, you know, that's going to that's gonna be a big one there in my opinion. I think you're right. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that. You can't – I mean, I think you're right. That's just how it's going to be. Um and I think the Dolphins, if there's going to be a team to do it right now, the Dolphins can be the team to, uh, with just with the weapons they've got, mm-hmm. can be yeah. the, the guys to make that defense vulnerable again, once again. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, one other thing we'll talk about is uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, now, Ooh. listen. There's some a lot of conflicting stories out there. Yes, right. We threw one. We threw one from a couple different sources that have happened yesterday. Was at one point yesterday. We want to make that clear. At one point yesterday, they had said that the police was in a standoff with him at his home due to a domestic violence issue. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we there was some stuff that came out that he wasn't at home. The police was just waiting on them to get there, right? But we do know one thing for sure. They are an arrest warrant that has been issued to for that him, right, from, in Florida. Yeah, right? so the for Tampa him. Bay police have an active arrest warrant out for former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown, and it's not looking good. Yes, it's a misdemeanor charge, um, and, and my thing is, he knows that, and if he is not home, maybe he's outside of the Tampa Bay jurisdiction. But if he's within extradition and he's caught somewhere else in the country, he could be cited out just somewhere, you know. Or if he is still in Florida or, you know, just kind of close to home, he could be transported back to Tampa Bay and be in jail. Uh, in my opinion, I made a video on it last night. 
give yourself up. That's the best thing you can do in this situation. Turn yourself in, face consequences. And he's in denial that he needs help. Um, he didn't think so. You've seen him on podcasts earlier. I think it was just a few months ago. He was, I don't know whose podcast it was, um, but he was on a podcast saying like, and everyone is throwing shade at me. Just like they think my career changed after this one hit and blah, blah, blah. He, but he was making zero sense about it. And uh, he got called out about that too. Like, bro, are you even speaking English? Like, like he just was making no sense. And the guy on the podcast, the host was like questioning, like, uh, you kind of contradicting yourself. You're not making any sense. And Antonio Brown just, I don't know. He just, I think he's in denial that he needs help. What do you mm -hmm. think? Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things is this is a guy that was considered like top wide receiver in the league when he was playing, you know what I mean? With the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, he, his career has really went downhill, right? Like it's went to a bad situation. He's even like, there's some videos out there in another country where the dude exposed oh. himself. Yes, right. like a Dubai and, or something. Yeah, and then yeah. So charged that, with like they said he like stole thousands of dollars worth of jewelry from a store or something. I don't know. Yeah, a lot yeah, of he, lot of things going on with Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't, he's not well. Right. If he's ever going to play football again, it's going to be in the XFL, probably or something like that. Right. I it mean, ain't going to be in the NFL. Be, His, yeah, we're we're going to say it right now. I'm going to get a clip of this. Antonio Brown's career in the NFL is officially over. Yeah, he he's is. never going to play in the NFL again. I agree. Um, and I think there are many GMs, many head coaches, and many players that still know him that would sadly vouch for that and be like, "Yeah, he's he blew every chance he's got." Right. Let's talk about Tom Brady, which I got a Tom Brady rumor. I definitely want to throw mm -hmm. out there. Too. Go ahead. Yeah, but Tom Brady was like when nobody wanted to give Antonio Brown a chance, he gave him a chance in New England, right? He's yeah. like, hey, he told them, come sign Antonio Brown. He's still got, you know, I, I want to work with him. Then he went and brought him in on Tampa Bay as well. He yeah. vouched for him. Then Antonio Brown attacked him, right? I saw that. Yeah, attacked him, right? And took and showed pictures of him and his wife that, or, you know, they're getting a divorce. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's something and, not right. And then AB shared a screenshot of a text conversation from Tom Brady saying, like, dude, I tried to help you, you blew it, you were doing good, and then you started hanging out with bad folks again, you blew it. And like, he's showing a bunch of memes of Tom Brady, posting pictures of you know, Brady's ex wife Giselle, and just it's just totally inappropriate, man. He's he's burning every bridge he's got. Mm -hmm. Tom uh, Brady's the guy you don't want to burn because he's the guy that he could go to an organization and get you signed, right? He don't matter who you are. Tom Brady was the only chance for Antonio Brown to ever play in the NFL again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you it. know, Mike Tomlin, mm -hmm. you know, I've heard this uh, from someone that works really close with the Steelers said that there would be like no way in Hades that he would never play for the Steelers again. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, no, he And wouldn't. this was when he didn't blow up. This was when he was with Tampa. So that can that says a lot. Mike Tomlin gives people second chances, right? And yeah, but there's no way. Yeah, no way. And I think he said it on, like, some kind of podcast before, like, oh, no, like, like any chance A.B. would ever come back to Pittsburgh? He goes, no, nah, I don't think he'd ever come back, and I don't think he, we'd ever want him back or something like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. that could be loosely translated there because I'm not sure exactly what he said. But, mm -hmm. yeah, A.B. is a trending topic right now. He's got that active arrest warrant in Tampa Bay. Uh, it is a misdemeanor charge, but it's the domestic violence issue. And to be honest, he could be charged with more than that considering the things he's done. Uh, but some of the things he's done, he did outside the U.S. So I don't know how all that works. Yeah, I got um, a, a, just a few more things to talk about before we wrap up, right? So, all right, all right. Tom Brady, right? Now, we know this is a jump a little down. Let's be honest. We know this is a little jump. But we got to we gotta report the rumor because that's what it is, right? Is mm -hmm. The Athletic reported that Tom Brady has a chance to join back the Patriots next season. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. 
I mm. think I think that Bill Belichick would be open to this. I think they would both swallow their pride if that's what it took. If Tampa Bay ends up being but you know, being a five hundred sub team and getting bounced in the first round in the playoffs, I think Tom Brady swallows his pride and Bill Belichick swallows his pride. And I think that could happen. I think that's what the athletic was really going after right there was the fact that I think these two guys could really get together and be like, hey, listen, you know, yeah, we had some problems, but we're better together than apart. I mean, I get that, but I I just think at this, at this moment, I don't see it happening. I think it's just smoke in the air. It could be. It could be. You never know. Never know. You never know. Yep. So that was one uh, one of the other rumors that we got like uh, this week. Uh, Patrick Peterson called out Kyler Murray, yep. said he was only cared about himself. Kyler was really quick to respond, like, "Hey, dude, just message me." You know, that's not true. Just yeah, I should have gotten the I should have gotten the tweets ready, and I could have put them up here on the screen. But yeah, Kyler Murray responded with a tweet, like, "Hey, man, you've got my phone number. Why don't you call me?" Or something like that. Pat, Pat Pete loves the Vikings defense, right? Like he's, you know, he, he's done pretty well himself uh, with a really good year. He's a free agent too, right? Like, it, I mean, he likes playing for the Vikings, but, yeah, he, you know, he could be somebody somebody might want to add that's heading toward the playoffs or a Super Bowl run next season if he decides to lead the Vikings. So yeah. uh, that's somebody that we got there. Um, and uh, one of the things that that is just kind of a big news, and I know Phil Jates was first on it, is the Rams, right? He was, you know, he was talking about the contract situation, all the people that's not playing for the Rams against the Seahawks this week. Yeah, uh, we we put a tweet out there and a source field, and uh, one of the things that we added, we added up those contracts, what they would be, and it's 130 million of cap space. That the Rams of, of are players not just not playing at the moment. Yeah, a hundred and thirty million of cap space. Yeah, and the Rams are like, hard. Well, yeah, but I mean that's what happens. This is what you should expect when you go all in on one year. I mean, and then and then yeah, you do resign some players to extensions and contracts, but like, just imagine one or two of those players go down. You've got no depth behind it because yeah. you spent all these money on these star players. You were fortunate enough last year; they stayed healthy through the playoffs. But like. Even we're not even in the playoffs, and they started out horribly. Um, I think it's a lot of it is due because the Rams lose so many of their offensive coaches. They lose staff members every single season because they've been so dominant since uh, Sean McVay took over. Yeah. One more thing uh, I wanted to add about the fantasy. Then I got one last one to cover. Okay. The, okay. the fantasy. Uh, Nick Chubb must start this week. Nick, yeah. Of course. That's known, but he could have win your fantasy game for you this week because he's going against the last ranked Texas run defense. Oh yeah, that's for sure. They're thirty second in the league, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Nick Chubb's an absolute star. Deshaun Watson, man. Let's not forget about that right this week. It's oh not, shoot, yeah. Well, I mean, we really well. we really got to talk about that. So they got a lot of news going on this week. Deshaun Watson's going to the Texans to make his first ever start back this year, right? Is all yep. eyes are going to be on him. And 10 of his accusers are going to be at the game. That's right. Yeah, they bought tickets or their attorney bought them tickets. I'm going to go watch him play some football. Exactly. So Deshaun Watson. A, that's a mental thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson's going to have those people watching him. I mean, you're going to be rusty no matter what. Uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of cheers. He's done a lot of stuff for the Texans. They're going to get a lot of booze. There'll probably be a lot of fans outside there really uh, not happy with that Deshaun Watson's playing again right now. So uh, that's uh, going to be very, very interesting game. Uh, definitely going to have, have that one tuned in. Probably on one of the most viewed games of the week, if not the most viewed game of the week. Uh, it's right. going to be... I'm, I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm excited to watch Deshaun play and see what this Browns offense yeah, can do too. with him. Um, but yeah. $200 million guaranteed on his contract extension with the Browns for a guy who had, I would say, one really, really good season in 2020. So... Yep, we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's going to... He's uh, definitely somebody that's... Uh, Everybody's going to be watching of what he does. I mean, honestly, when you're talking about fantasy, I mean, he could win you some fantasy playoffs if he's back to his old form 
if you're getting ready to go in your fantasy playoffs. So. Oh, yeah, because you can't forget he's a dual-threat quarterback. He can run like yeah, really well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, uh, you know, looking looking at that, I mean, we got a lot of news going on. A lot of things can happen this weekend with OBJ. You got some things with Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good games uh, to watch. But uh, I think I think when we look at that, one last thing that I got is uh, I was actually what listened to the Richard Sherman podcast. Yeah, and uh, they were saying that um, Russell Wilson might be the worst trade in sports history. It's looking that way, dude. Seriously, it's it's not looking good at all. Um, and he just turned. He just had a birthday, I think, yesterday or the day before, and he's what 35, 34 years old. Uh, it just ain't looking good, bro. And he was signed to an extension. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson just not working well together at all. Um, yeah. Think about this, Tanner, real quick. When the Rams traded for Matt Stafford and the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson, those two teams, the Rams and the Broncos, were thinking those teams will pick in the late half of the round, if not like 28 through 32. Yeah. Right, those teams, those teams are actually slated to pick into the top five, both of them right now. Well, the Rams don't even have a first round pick. Right, exactly. So, so exactly. So the Lions have their pick, right? Yeah. The top five pick, and so do when you look at uh, the Seahawks have the Broncos first round pick. The only reason the Broncos have a first round pick is they trade their pass rusher to Miami, right? And they they're going to be uh and that pick's actually going to be in the late round, yeah. You know, I mean, easily. So think about this. They said that on the podcast that Russell Wilson might be the worst train sports history. Richard Sherman said that the reason you always do not sign an extension, even though you trade for somebody, you never sign an extension until you watch them play a few games. Absolutely, said, yeah. I don't think you should sign anyone to an extension after they've had two or three. Extremely productive seasons, in my opinion. Right. So they signed Russell Quick based upon his past, right? Mm-hmm. Of his huge contract at Walmart. And, you know, of course, the Walmart CEO's on it. So, you know, we're going to have to see some rollbacks at the Walmart stores pretty soon because they they have Russell Wilson uh, paying yeah. them all that money. So, yeah, yeah, you might get some items a little cheaper Whoa. this holiday. So, season. get this. Uh, something that's trending right now is Drew Brees was apparently uh, sorry there's apparently there's a video right here he could have been struck by lightning while filming a commercial for for pay, for a betting company that he represents oh wow yeah so we may be looking into that after the, after the stream here um, and just see if he's okay but like uh, the 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 it's called Points Bet Sportsbook. Yeah, we are aware of the media coverage regarding brand ambassador Drew Brees. Communication with Brees' team will continue to monitor events throughout the coming hours. At any stage, we will not be making any further comments. So he may actually be, like, hurt, was, like, apparently struck by lightning. We'll see. Uh, that's something to look into. Definitely not good. <laughs> no, Definitely not, not good. Well, you know, I guess we can close it up for today, Tanner. I think it was a great show. I loved hearing uh, – the rookie watch about all the good stuff that they have going on. And, uh, we were really glad to have them. Uh, we, uh, probably be looking at another guest next week as well. Uh, still kind of working out some details on that one. So I'm excited about that as well. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of good news this week. Make sure that you tune in to, uh, NFL rumors, Twitter, you make sure you guys, you need to go follow this guy, Tanner Pfeiffer. Listen, you need, he's, he does all the, you know, he, he's got the smallest news to the biggest news out there. And, uh, you know, he, he does a great job with that. He does a great job with the YouTube videos. Uh, you know, like I said, he's worked with uh, Josina Anderson, 33rd team. I mean, you're talking about some big players in the game. And uh, definitely we're glad to have him here with us at NFL Rumors. And, I appreciate uh, that. Yep. And tell them about where they can find you real quick, Tanner. 
Yeah, just on Twitter, guys. It's right here on the screen, Tanner Pfeiffer NFL. And on Instagram, I have Pfeiffer Football. Um, about 55,000 followers on there. And my YouTube, which I'm streaming on right now, uh, go ahead and hit subscribe there, guys. Tune in to our podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and all those, all the platforms. Audible. I don't know if we're on Audible, but we're on like Stitcher and all these other you know, Android platforms. Uh, our podcast, if you guys don't have YouTube, don't want to sign into YouTube or anything to watch, literally, you can just drive wherever drive to work drive to store wherever you can listen to our podcast on all these audio platforms so you catch us there just type in nfl rumors podcast or nfl rums just like uh or nfl rumors you will see this nfl rumors podcast pop up yeah um guys i want to thank you so much uh for listening to this episode we're right over an hour into it so we're going to go ahead and end it i'm going to roll these uh, ending credits guys episode six here the nfl rumors podcast here with me tanner pfeiffer and co-host nfl rumors popular it's uh twitter account so he's growing make sure you follow nfl rumors follow me i'm gonna play this ending scene man all right hey great great podcast you guys uh check out uh nfl rumors you check out tanner and uh we'll see you on the flip side next week yeah